Hey everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 136, What Would You Do? On this episode, we turn the discussion and become the guests on our very own podcast. In our first experiment collabing with another fellow podcaster, we were asked by Derek and Carl of Backpacking and Blisters podcast to join forces. In this roundtable discussion, we share what each of us would do in these one-off, rare, and unique circumstances only found deep within the wilderness experience. Join the flavor of this added banter in a very quirky, off-the-cuff conversation on what would you do. Join in on this discussion on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast and join our podcast family. Come hang out with us and be part of that community. So we did one recording. So each podcast could have a raw recording and upload to their prospective audience. We really did have a lot of laughs as you will uh, hear. It was nice to sit back and enjoy being guests on our own podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It was a lot of fun. It was was a lot of fun to just kind of kick the feedback up and enjoy enjoy the show a little bit. Uh, And of course, you know, we are really sincere when we say that we would love to go backpacking uh, with those guys and tell tall tales around the campfire. So again, thank you, Carl and Derek, uh, for reaching out and being on the show Really appreciate it. Uh, another huge thank you, of course, is to Victorinox Swiss Army, who also contacted us and was our December sponsor. You can always find the perfect companion for your next adventure. Visit Victorinox.com and our listeners save 15% using the code TRAIL15. That's through the whole month of December. That's Victorinox.com, V-I-C-T-O-R-I-N-O-X.com. And code TRAIL15 to save 15% off until December 31st. Some exclusions apply. So a roundtable chat with Carl and Derek from Backpacking and Blisters. We got Trust the Trail, Backpacking and Blisters. How's everybody doing? We are awesome. Thank you guys so much for uh, reaching out. I think this is going to be a blast. Uh, this I've got to say, this is our first collab with another backpacking podcast right um i love it man i mean this is awesome i feel like after this podcast it's almost mandatory we get out and go backpacking then together scott scott that'd be awesome you're welcome you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. That's what we do. Our, That's what we do. This is our first one too. And also with this is Ariane. You're you're there too, right? I am. Okay. So before we jump in today. I got to ask a question. Your, your title, Trust the Trail. Does the trail talk to you? Um, <laughs> this is how Carl starts every episode. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Yes, it does talk to us. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess in a, in a way, you know, if you listen carefully, it can kind of tell you uh, definitely what's kind of going on. Um, we, we kind of tend to think that planning and preparing uh, a really good trip uh, before you go, you don't have to necessarily uh, uh, listen to everything the trail does. You should kind of already know what's going to happen. But um, yeah, trust trail kind of came in existence uh, for us anyway when we are taking people on their first backpacking trip, and they were literally 
packing everything in their pack. Right. And I'm like, you, you, you just can't pack for everything. And it's, you know, at at some point in time, you're just going to have to trust the trail. And that's kind of like how that whole gig started. Uh, It became kind of a term of endearment for new backpackers when they were going out there. And, uh, you know, we would just see enormous, enormous packs. And, uh, you know, at this point, Ariana and I don't, we hardly even take anything anymore. So that's kind of like how, where that thing came from. I mean, are you guys like foraging for berries or what, what, what's going on? <laughs> how do you take it? Cause I, I think you tell, you say people aren't trusting the trailer. It sounds like they're just trusting themselves, which in my case, I know for sure in Carl's case, like I would not want to trust myself early on in the beginning to, to think that I had everything. Right. So, um, I, you, you lean towards like, let me just, think I don't know like I would just try to do everything myself and then you end up doing too much and then you have a not as fun of a trip in my opinion you know what I mean so yeah so I'm just thinking about when you're saying to the folks you're taking with you you know trust the trail is the phrase or the statement you say right before that like put that down or put that back (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well (laughs) in in, in many cases yes we have like physically taken items from other people uh, really and and said no you're not going to need this trust us on this one uh, okay. So yes, we ha- we have done that in a few uh, rare circumstances. Ariane, Ariane, what? Let me ask you a question. Let's say Carl goes on a trip with you guys, and three four miles in, you see that he he leaves. He often will drop like a drink, like a Ziploc bag of drink mix on the trail, and then he keeps walking. And Ariane picks this up. What do you say to Carl? Nothing. 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 You don't say, I don't anything? say anything. No, because I what? wait for I, I'm gonna wait for him to search high and low and then get yes. really really frustrated yes. and he can't find it. And uh, then and then I'm gonna drop the bomb on him. Yeah. Magical. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can go back and get him. <laughs> you guys need to come on a trip. Yeah. Oh my god. I wish I had the I wish I had the self-control to do that because I will get it and the next junction I'm like, look right down, Carl. You know, like, just, like right. rub it in his face. I don't have the. Uh, there is a control. there is a lot of power in silence. You've got to learn. That. <laughs> I, I I agree with you, but mastering it is another thing. So right, that's and true. Speaking of self control, Derek, I think you're jumping ahead of ourselves here. With the, you're, you're already providing scenarios. We got we got to get to the. I have an ocean full. I have an ocean. <laughs> I believe that. I believe that. Well, you, you threw out an invite, and invite accepted. It sounds like you you two would be a lot of fun to to go backpacking with. So yeah, we you know the thing is is that. You know, we don't get out there enough anymore, but we uh, we absolutely just just love it, man. So, um, how did you guys get how did you guys get started with your podcast? I mean, what 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 made you guys start this uh, backpacking and blister? By the way, we love your podcast. Oh yeah, um, likewise. Uh, you guys kind of have our kind of style, like you you mix in with some serious stuff with some laughter and you know sometimes it's just not that serious just get off your butts and get out there you'll learn everything you need to learn right, by right, doing right. it um so but how did you guys get started with your podcast what who, whose idea came we watched your video on youtube by the way. it was awesome carl needed oh, a friend right. yeah. he uh carl needed a friend he called me up he's like <laughs> i don't have any good guy friends so no that's not how it's actually how would you no, say I you think, we had some discussions yeah, I, I would say, well, first of all when we, we started i think a little bit after you guys started and, and I had not listened to your podcast when we started, so don't, don't take this the wrong way. But years ago, you know, I do like a lot of trail running and I'm out there for a long time. And so I listen to a lot of podcasts and love podcasts. Derek loves podcasts. 
So I'm constantly looking for new ones just to kind of entertain me while I'm out on the trail for a long time. And I did not, at the time, I did not think there were many or any really good backpacking podcasts. And so I was talking with Derek. We're literally in the back of our minivan driving back from Glacier National Park. I was like, Derek, yeah. I want to do a podcast. And Derek's like, all right, yeah, let's do it. Let's do one. This is back in 2017. And after a couple months, we just kind of threw it out there to see if there's any traction. And thank I think it, it kind of just fit too, because we both like talking. And uh, <laughs> I think just the podcast element, like we're familiar, we, we like all that stuff. And I think right. we, we, have a, we already have kind of a, if I can toot a few horns, like I think we already have a natural banter just in the way that we are in our normal relationship anyway. So I think it organically yeah, translated over. Um, yeah. Isn't it funny that the best ideas in humanity came back from a back of a minivan. I think that <laughs> or a garage or a garage, you know, like Microsoft. It, it seems something. to be like, if you're really in a small space, that's really where great ideas are born. <laughs> well, it's really, we, we, I couldn't run away from him. So I'm like, what am I going to do? Like if I, like if I say no, this is going to be a long ride. So, right. And, and it goes back to, yeah, my lack of self-confidence, which sounds like you two have more self-confidence than I do because I do not have the ability to tell people, Hey, take that out of your pack, or you are not. <laughs> oh, you have so, no. No, idea. you did that. He did that for me. You did yeah, that for me, that, Carl. Yeah, we kind of already knew each other well. But I've had new folks come along, kind of like what you guys are describing, and I just, I'm just like, you might want to leave that behind, but I can't make you. No, Ariane yeah. is really. She's really the tough one because you know I kind of started boot camp when I got off the Appalachian Trail in 2003. I was kind of bored. Uh, you know, I wanted to do something different, so we started this backpacking club in Chicago. I didn't think anybody would join, and back then it was like I would never tell anybody they should take something they wanted out there. Right. But Ariane, right. oh my God, in the last five years, she's like, you're not taking it, but I want, you're not taking it, but I, but you're not taking it. Laying the <laughs> and then, and then she does, she does two pack shakedowns. She does a pack shakedown before you go. And then she makes you look at the stuff you didn't use on your trip. That's when wise. you come off the trail. And yeah. so she's like a troublemaker, Scott. Okay. You're just straight up troublemaker. <laughs> right. That's affirmative. Uh, <laughs> well, I think, I think, yeah, like I said, I wish I had that self-confidence. Derek and I've gone back and forth on that before. But um, hey, I think I think we should jump into to what we want this episode to, to be about. And so Derek and I love to throw, you know, experiences we've had, scenarios at each other. How should we handle this? How should have we handled this? And so I think we all sort of came prepared with one such scenario just to kind of get some feedback, yes. some insight and wisdom from each other as far as, you know, like how to handle situations in the trail. Sure. And yeah, yeah. So it should be fun to talk about. Um, yeah. Who wants to go first? You guys seem like you're already ready to go. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'll, I'll, talk, I'll shoot first. So we had a scenario in our recent, uh, Recent uh, backpacking trip where we had a uh, we had a person uh, completely uh, emotionally uh, break down uh, deep into the wilderness, and I mean deep into the wilderness. There was no Tears. Tears. there was no going back, and uh, and um, you know they were done. I mean they were done, and nice. it, it was almost like uh, you know what do you do? I mean like how do you how do you talk that person off the ledge? And we had. Yeah. We had four and, and, more and days to go. That person off the ledge. I think that's the big key here is, is, is kind of what is your responsibility uh, to somebody that you're taking out and where does that line cross where you push them because they wanted it in the first place or allow them 
to, to remove themselves from the situation. So what would you guys do? Yeah. Well, first of all, do you know what they're like, like, was it that the trip was too hard or were they dealing with deep seated emotional stuff that was kind of baggage? Personal stuff. Probably both. I would say. Okay. Gotcha. Well, Derek always knows the right answer. So Derek, what do you think? <laughs> Wait no up. pressure. No all. pressure. <laughs> I feel none. I feel none. Um, I think when you, I, I don't know, if there's somebody on the trail and they're just like meltdown city, I think, <laughs> I think my, my first inclination, like they're physically okay though. Is that what I'm understanding? Yes. Okay. So I think my first inclination is to just pull, maybe pull them aside or like, just, just try to connect with them. I think connecting with somebody who's emotionally freaking out is probably number one because if you don't somehow calm them down or connect with them in some way, then it's just it's nothing's going to get better in my opinion. So, I think I would just try to talk to them, be an ear, let them let them vent out whatever they need to vent. Um, try to be calm and and provide them with options if they need it, or remind them that we're a group or a team. Um, if they're if they're a Christian, if they're spiritual, then let's pray together. Um, anything to calm them down, I think, is, is the first step I'd probably take with that. Well, that's that's kind of what we did. Um, in that case scenario that um, we we did not let them walk back because, you know, backpacking is hard, man. You know, yeah. it's not easy. And right. so um, you have to love the heart in it to, you know, building self-esteem, you've got to do esteemable things. Right. Quitting isn't going to build your self-esteem. And so right. we really try to encourage people on that level to say, look, it might suck right now, but it's going to get better. Right. Try to build right. on that yeah. and, and kind of feed that, that um, and remind them why they're here and right, remind them right, that right. they're here because it's hard. I mean, right. if it was easy, you'd be with like a million people right now. Right. right. And that, that's a good point. I think there's, I used to teach little kids how to swim and, and adults as well, but uh, I'd always remind them like you are not, we learn a lot of the things that are, are valuable to us through frustration. Like, you know, you try it again and again and again, you get frustrated and then eventually it just, you get it. And I think I would ask that person like, you know, what, remind them like, why did you come on the trip? Like, what, what did you want to get out of this trip? And if you want to get out to feel better internally, to grow in these ways and you have to be willing to go through these difficult stages of this trip. That's just part of the, part of the process, but we're here to do it together. Yeah. I, right. And I think, well, first of all, you're not really pulling any punches with this first scenario. This is a tough one for sure. Uh, my, my gut reaction honestly was just leave them behind though. <laughs> <laughs> not a surprise. And then, and then, I am not going backpacking <laughs> with you. And, and, then, and, oh. go, and then go into fetal position and cry yourself for about an hour trying to figure out right. what to do. No. Now, you know, now you know how much like uh, self-control and patience I have to have on the right. trail this yeah. day. I can see. And no, we, yeah, we followed, did. By the, followed by the uninvite for the next trip. But right. uh, yeah, I think... Well, first of all, I, yeah, it really depends on how deep you are, but I, I love what both of you said. And then I will go so far as to carry pack weight just to True. get one foot in front of the other. True. I'll go so far as I, with a high school kid, I actually like kind of short roped him where I just strapped his pack sternum strap to the back of mine just to kind of pull him up the side of the mountain just yeah. to get, just to get the feet going. But honestly, if I'm going with folks and I know you're under kind of different circumstances, but if I'm not sure their capabilities or how well they'll be able to handle it. I might plan in some bailout points on the trip. Just like, Hey, if things aren't going well, we can kind of exit scene right here, you know, after mile, whatever. And so right. it right. doesn't always work out that way. Cause you know, 
the, the way that trails are set up wherever you're going doesn't always have that option. But if there is that option, I'm always, I've got that in the back of my mind. Yeah, you, but, you pretty uh, much nailed it. I mean, we gave the option to bail at, a, at our bail point and uh, okay. we gave two bail point options uh, and, and let them come to their own decision whether or not they Perfect. wanted to keep going or not. Ultimately, it was on them. No one was forcing their hand. So right. it, it, it turned out, it turned out beautifully, but those are, that's a real life scenario. We, we've never mm. ever had anybody bail out on one of our bailout, uh, I guess, junction trails. Right. Um, never. Now, do they bail out the first mile? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we've had that before much more often than, you know, like you're eight miles or 12 miles in and you know, here's the point of no return. It's going to take you another day to get back to the car. Mm-hmm. Um, we've never had anybody bail because I think at that point they've already gotten rid of what their anxiety or their fear or uh, the reality of backpacking. Right. Yeah. It's almost yeah, if you make it past the first mile, then things are looking good. I mean, maybe not, maybe not perfect, but it sounds like, sounds like the person you're describing ended up making the four days. Is that correct? Yep. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and she loved it. Okay. Even better. That's great. Yeah. And the perseverance nice. that she learned in that process, that's, yeah, it's gold right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. All right. Do you want me Derek, to go next? Yeah. Derek, what's your scenario? Okay. So mine's in the same vein, but there's no, let's take that same thread. Like let's say this is like a friend of a friend who comes and they don't have a mental breakdown, but let's say you're like day two deep into the woods, you know, maybe you're like 15 miles in there. You realize that this person just is a jerk. They're like insulting people. They're not helpful. They have a bad attitude. And maybe they didn't display that initially. Um, but once you got going, maybe they are having their own struggles or something. I don't know. But maybe they physically are fine. But they're just, they're just not helpful. They're just kind of rude to everybody. And they're kind of a jerk. Uh, kind of a downer. Kind of a Debbie downer. Yeah. What do you, how do you, what would your advice or input be on something like that? Is this a hiking club or have they paid you guys to take them out? Uh, no, this let's no, I'd say this is what, what do you, I'd say this is not a friend of a friend. So it's like, they're not paying anything. They're just like, Hey, we're going on a trip. It's four days. We're in like mid midday two. And there's other and people then, with you. And let's say we have a group of like, I don't know, five or six and we do. And then something happens and like he switches the, fl- he flips the switch and it's like, Whoa, what is the deal? Like, why are you being so lame to everybody? You're, you're so, going to take that duct tape off yes. out of, out of, you're gonna seal his mouth shut no i'm kidding i'm kidding i would tempting I, tempting. Tempt, tempting but it, not it, reality it's kind of an impact statement <laughs> <laughs> you do it in public so the other people can see i, I retract yeah. that statement not tough love, not tough love we call that. Yeah. no I, mean, I i would probably uh just take them to the side and and uh you know don't uh don't bake sugar cookies and say, look, you know, <laughs> here's the deal. Here's the deal. You I'm know, using that. I'm using I mean, that. either either do this for the group, or find your own way back to the car. And uh, that because yes. the problem is is that you put by by doing that. Because um, when I ran uh, uh, the backpacking, we always had people that wanted to do their own thing, and they didn't mm-hmm. want to hike with the group. They didn't want to be a part of anything. But they here they are with a group, right? And so you know, we had to kind of set boundaries. Early on, so you hike as right. a group, you you wait at every trail junction for the right. slowest person. Nobody yeah, yeah. goes ahead, and that's it. And if they can't follow those simple rules, 
then they're probably going to put you and some other people possibly, you know, in danger. That's probably the guy right. that goes, you know, tries to take a selfie with a, a bear. You know, I mean, at that point, <laughs> I'd say go yeah. for it. But, you know, um, yeah, I think. I tried to do that with a moose, I think, one time. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ariana actually mimed uh, a moose sighting one time when we were uh, at Iroya, which was pretty cool. But yeah, I think you have to be, you have to, I think you have to be tough. Okay. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. I, think, I like that input. Yeah, I think they're tougher than us, Derek, because I like, <laughs> I'm trying to envision you or me saying, hey, look, get your act together or go back to the car. Well, I, I think, it, I think the person is going to kind of push you to that limit though. Because if you have somebody who's just like literally insulting people or putting people down or they're just not helpful and it's like day two or three of this, I think at some point, yeah, I'd just be like, look, dude, um, this is like a group event. Like if you don't want to be part of the group, go back the other way. If you want to join us and be a bit more positive with the attitude, we're going that way and okay. make, let them make up their own mind. I mean, that's, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to, I'll practice that on you. Okay. Do it. <laughs> I don't think it'll have the same effect, uh, <laughs> Probably not. but Probably you, not. you do need to kind of uh, read the environment and read how you can relate to them a little bit more because w without it, you're just, you're equally as much, you know, kind of a joke. Right. You do have all the other individuals to kind of keep in mind. And when it starts affecting their hike and their experience, you know, right. you, you really need to remove the negative. Right. Well, Carl, I'll even say like, if it's a friend of a friend and you, I'm thinking of a couple of trips where we had friends of friends and you're like, yeah, these guys were not, you know, I think it's easier to do that personally. Because I'm not oh, if like you're not, if you're not emotionally tied to them, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to be like, you know what I mean? Like, look, gotcha. dude, uh, I don't know you, but stop being a punk. Or yeah. uh, Ariane does it to me all the time. I don't know. <laughs> Ex expected. She, she expected. lays down a lot of me all the time. <laughs> right. That's that sounds about right. I, I think at the end of the day, when you relate to individuals as 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 it's kind of like pointing out what the issues are. I think most of right. us, respectably, would would recognize, maybe not accept it, but recognize it and kind of tone it down a little bit, if, if nothing, just to get through the trip. So, That's right. fair. Good, good, yeah, good input. I think that, that is noted. Good scenario. Ariane, what, what do you got, Ariane? Yeah. Let's see. I want to hear your scenario. What do you... What do you... Um, let's say, this is, let's say you have, <laughs> I'm already laughing. I'm already I'm laughing. Uh, you are hiking with somebody who has this high, uh, type one diabetes. Oh, medical. Here we go. Yeah. yeah all, right. all right. All right. And, uh, you're prepared. Okay. You've done your research. So there's, you are fully aware of the situation that you're into. Okay. You have type one diabetes. Uh, they are physically moving through a very rapid, swift moving flooded river and they lock up mm -hmm. because they are in an extreme low situation. So, what do you do? I mean, I know what I would do, but Carl, I'll let you take this one. Go ahead. Okay. So I would, I would hopefully be more aware of how to handle type one diabetes, but I assume that if they're locked up, like they're going to need rescuing there may be like a statue in the middle of this swift moving current or river or whatever you have going on is that accurate yeah they're not like they're not locked up and then like the river's taking them for example no you know but you can see you can see some, something right. might be able to happen so you can see panic on the face okay yeah so my first thought is like hey Derek, go save them but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <tickle>. <laughs> 
Yeah, honestly, like balance for me, I'm not the most balanced person and I don't bring trekking poles just for river crossings. I probably should, but I actually use Derek's when we cross over something. You're swift. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, at this point you gotta, you know, depending upon the situation, you gotta, you gotta try to figure out the safest possible way to, to get them out of that situation. And if it's something where you can walk to them with a trekking pole or maybe have a couple of folks walk to them with a trekking pole and then move them across or even carry them across or if need be carry them on the back on your back across, like I think you're willing to do that. But if this is a seriously fast moving current, you might have to set up a line, like use your, your parachute cord and set up like a safety line to, to kind of brace yourself before jumping into that situation. So hmm. did an episode on like all the different ways to use parachute cords. This is, yeah. <laughs> So I would, yeah, whatever looked the safest possible way to get them out of the river is what I would do. And then if they needed, you know, a, a shot of sugar or whatever type one diabetes needs that situation, then you kind of take care of them once they're, once they're safe. You would, you would reach in your bag for that drink mix and then Ariane would whip it out and be like, Oh, right. looking for this, Carl? You looking for this? <laughs> right. Perfect that timing. Dramatic reveal. <laughs> so epic. So epic. Right. I like how you brought it together. Very like nicely. That? That's yeah. how I do that. That's Absolutely. How I do that. I'm, always, <laughs> I'm always, I'm mentally sewing through every episode. You know, <laughs> Derek, what would you do? What, what did I miss? Uh, what, what I think am, I just go lifeguard mode. I used to be a lifeguard. So I think I just go lifeguard mode. I don't, and I guess what I mean by that is like, um, how, sh I mean, if they're, if they're, if it's a shallow river, that's obviously going to be a lot easier, but, um, I don't know if it's like a flowing river and they're, they're moving, then yeah, I would try to like just go in there and get them and just drag them over to safety. If they're like, I've never seen a diabetes lock up. So I, I've never seen that happen. So I think, right. you know, whereas Carl Mike over there and like, here, grab this stick that I got. I'm like, dude, they can't grab the stick. They locked up, dude. What are you doing? Right. So I think, <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I, if we're in a group, I'd say, you know, grab a buddy, like, Hey Carl, let's go just, you know, pick this person up and just get them across and do whatever we got to do. Get them out of the water. Number one. Right. I mean, cause yeah. all right. So did you have this happen? Is what was it? Was yeah. Happening? Uh, yeah, I've had that happen. Uh, uh, we had, uh, I had to go in and, uh, similar really? to what you guys are talking about, I could just see the horror on the face and I knew it was uh, only a matter of time before, you know, she goes falling in. Uh, and, uh, it, it's one of those moments where you just kind of read the situation safety first. You got to make sure that you're secure. It wasn't an easy, easy river crossing is extremely slick. Um, baby steps. I can't believe how slowly we crossed that river together, but essentially yeah. I got in front of the current. So if she was going oh. down, I was going to, uh, brace her fall the best yeah. i could and be able to at least pull us to safety so yeah wow. i mean these things happen yeah i mean and you really only have a you know moment's notice to be able to react to those things so right it was um it was fun and eventful once uh <laughs> we were safe to shore and uh we probably sat there for a good 45 minutes trying to recover uh you know in, in this case in particular, it was uh, poor judgment uh, going into mm -hmm. a very uh, dicey situation that yeah. uh, with low blood sugars and just thinking, right. you know, being you're tougher. Yeah. Be, thinking that you could do it and you're like, oh, it's fine. I don't want to slow down the group. Uh, right. Let's, sure, sure, let's sure. just keep going. I don't want to be the one to hold you back. Yeah. I, I felt so. like that. Yeah. I felt like that before. 
I yeah. think we all have. I think um, that's yeah, probably that's probably a huge thing where where with all of us is always negotiating with the person that thinks they're going to slow down the entire group. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like there's always uh, one person that feels that way, and that's just not true because everybody just hikes their own their own pace. And right. a slow hiker doesn't mean you're a less effective hiker. It just means you walk slower. That's all it means. Right. But you know, it there it. it it does seem to be very important to a lot of people. Um, I know for Ariane and I that we, we take out that that's very important for them to let the group know that, Hey, I'm a slow hiker. You know, I don't want to hold up the group. And, and that's just, you know, we always, you know, we always share that. That's just, that is just not true at all. You've had three sort of group dynamic scenarios here that um, yeah, like I think you're very real and very important which I think, which brings me to my with the fourth and final scenario, which is absolutely different than, completely different than everything we've, we've heard so far. I've got, I've got a fashion question. This is going to be totally ridiculous. Yeah, this, this is not, okay. to, not, not as a fashion. Do you wear a bandana that matches your backpack? Like, Incorrect. What's, okay. Incorrect. Go ahead. So, okay. So this is, this is something that I think could also, it's kind of ridiculous, but could also go to, you know, how much weight you're carrying as well. Hmm. So everybody's going to play the role of a fashion police here. Okay. So how many pack ornaments are too many? Like flare? You're talking about flare? So we talk about, you know, people have these things dangling off their pack and it could be like a carabiner. It could be one of those compass thermometers. It could be the dangling water bottle that might be secured with an aqua clip. Could, could be a whistle or it could be like with Derek. Sometimes he's got a stuffed animal with him. So, <laughs> not true. <laughs> I decorate my pack like a Christmas tree, man. I color coordinate. I've got ornaments on there. I've got jing. I've got bells. I'm, I'm calling bull on that one. Uh, no. Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. you could I, have the bell. The bear I I actually, if I was a fashion police, uh, if I was a fashion police backpacker, I would give everybody a ticket for anything that dangles off there backpack i have like carabiners clipped on to loops but that's it nothing hangs off nothing hangs off the pack okay nothing so you're telling them put that stuff away if you see it dangling well you know i stopped i i used to have stuff dangling but it drove me nuts i mean and i would always hang it in the in the wrong place and i would hear like some kind of like bang or jingle or thump right. on every single step I took. And it just it drove me nuts. So wow. I, just, I, I finally got rid of it at all. And yeah, I just, I don't, I don't dangle. So you <laughs> I to dangle when I go back. <laughs> back <again. laughs> wow. Honestly, I think that the carabiner or the care the string of carabiners is probably the heaviest of the items. Right. And so I've only ever told somebody not to bring those because I know that, that the, at least for what we were doing, they were going to become useless and they just responded like, too bad I'm bringing them. And so, so, so my <laughs> attempt at fashion, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, yeah. Do you, do, if you see somebody showing up to the trailhead and they got all these things dangling off of their pack. Yeah. I guess, I guess, Ariane, what's your response to them? Are, are they allowed to bring them? Well, my response is, is that now you have me self-conscious because I didn't realize that fashion was an issue on the trail. I know, right? We're, we're all, now just, we're all judging. Now I'm just second questioning on. everything. We're all judging each other now. Uh, thanks, Carl. Good question. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thanks for uh, putting some in my head that shouldn't ever exist in there. I, I think the question is, 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 is why are they there? There has to be, 
there has to be a purpose for the use of them. Whether right. what, what if they're like a bend backwards, like, grab your water, or whatever the case is. I like that question because I think that there's people that are like the the what if people. Well, I mean, you know, I, I could, I, I might need this. It, something could happen. You know, like what if what this happens? You know, and it's, right. what if I need to? Kind of, like, what if I need to repel? Do you know how to rope? No, I don't. But I might need to repel. I mean, <laughs> I think, exactly. Exactly. So here's the thing. I, th I think we could all agree on this with the fashion uh, police, that if your gear looks clean and your carabiners look shiny, that's a weight penalty. That's a penalty in of itself. <laughs> but if your carabiners look chipped and rugged and, and right. dirty, and if your backpack looks dirty, yeah, then I think you, you a bone on that one. Yeah, then I think you you're allowed to have a cup. You have, you're allowed to have a few dangles. Yeah. But what if you're <laughs> kind of like Carl who would take the carabiners and just rub them in the dirt before the trip to look <laughs> that way? You know, that's what I mean? a good it's, not, it's not legit. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna put them in a pack shakedown. Be like, did you really use those? Did, <laughs> right. you, did you really use those? <laughs> yeah. right. Let's let's talk about those uh, uh, those uh, the bling on your on your backpack. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't. Go ahead. I was gonna say, yeah, I think that you guys are onto something with this. Is that yeah, most of the time when people are, are putting all these attachments on, they're they are legitimately what I call pack ornaments because it's meant to look like they have all these tools. Um, but for the most part, they're not really usable. Like you talk about the compass thermometer, like half those things are highly inaccurate. Right. And they're just there just to kind of look like you got something cool going on. But I will say the whistle though, that's probably the one thing that I would. Cause you well, fall down a lot. That's right. true. <laughs> yeah. well, the funny thing is that Ariana and I used to do some trail magic, uh, about seven miles in from what? Appalachian Trail from Springer Mountain. We would do some trail mm -hmm. magic up at uh, Hickory okay. Flat Cemetery. And, you know, we'd see all these bright-eyed new um, backpacks and everyone looked so clean and so pretty. And there right. so much there's so much excitement in their faces. But then we would follow some of them and then we'd meet them at trail days. You know, we'd all meet up with them. And, right. they're like, they're dirty. They don't care. They stink. <laughs> they, right. They could, you know, they still look. Yeah, they still look, you know, cheery and, and uh, they're, they're still full of excitement. But man, I mean, it's like you can tell that they've been out there for a while. I think, you know, the, 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 um, the fashion goes right out of their, uh, <laughs> they're out of their backpack. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For sure. Noted. That's nice of you guys. So, and when you say, when you say trail magic, you're talking about not magic tricks, Carl, not, not, magic not, tricks. Ma not like a magic show right. in the backcountry. No, but that's a great idea. Thank Carl you. Carl tried that. that. I, I actually that. tried that a couple a couple summers ago. I can I, juggle. I, I, <laughs> can you really? I've always wanted to learn that. <laughs> oh no! You know, I think it, I I I truly believe that people will come to their own conclusions if they if they're not using something, they will finally realize maybe six months down the road that mm. why are these things here anyway? What am I using right. them for? And they'll probably yeah, they'll probably minimize on their own. Let's hope gotcha. so. Let's gotcha. So. All right. Well, thanks for playing along with that one. I appreciate it. <laughs> painful, painful, but we did it. So yeah. I got a question for you guys. What, um, what trails have you guys been on lately? What have you guys been, have you guys been getting out there or what's going on with you guys? Look at yeah, you. Jared, I love it. Much? Uh, I hike with <laughs> my kids in their wheelchairs. I mean, we, I mean, I think I don't really do a lot of hiking on the trails in California. There are, I guess there's like a few local trails you can go on. We have trails by my house, you know, you can go back up on these fire roads and stuff, but so I have done those. Um, but usually I'm doing a lot of like heavy lifting. I think that's kind of my workout. 
So, yes, Derek has um, a couple special needs kids that have their, that are in the motorized wheelchairs and uh, kind of limits his his backpacking opportunities to say the least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but at least you're getting your kids outside, though. That's the most important thing. You a lot know? of time, yeah. We love going yeah. outside. That's awesome. So he, yeah, he typically is good for one big trip a year. I'm trying to get him to go. We got a Canyonlands trip planned for April, so I'm trying to get him. Mm-hmm. To go on that one, we're kind of shortening that trip a little bit to like a three-day, two-night. But um, yeah, our, our big one last year was Olympic National Park in Washington. And then looks like we're going to be doing something in the Sierras, maybe Ansel Adams Wilderness this next summer. And then oh, I'm beautiful. Yeah. Go. That's awesome. Yeah. I'll bring my kids along. And, and so so I've got kind of my my list of things I'm doing. But yeah, how about you two? you guys have anything planned? Upcoming? We are going to try, um, we're just kind of waiting for some of the permit dates to open up. Uh, we're going to hit the North Rim of the Grand Canyon again, cool. and okay. we're going to go down um, the, uh, it's uh, called the Thunder River Deer Creek Loop, okay. and uh, it starts way up on the North Rim, and it, it's just crazy. We love May because it's just crazy weather where you can get two inches, three inches of snow up on the North Rim, uh, yeah. and then uh, you're skinny dipping in a beautiful waterfall on the Colorado River. So TMI, Scott, TMI. But I, yeah. <laughs> I, looked, I looked at the, North, at the Grand Canyon, the North Rim, and it looks like it, I don't know if you're accessing the same point I was looking at, but um, I, I contacted them recently, and it looks like May 15th is when they open that Highway 67 just to even access that point. So yeah, we try to go before they open up that. Okay. We try to go before they open up the North uh, Visitor Center. Gotcha. So there's a mm-hmm. uh, there's kind of a trailhead uh, out by uh, Jacobs Lake, um, and then you can <laughs> if you can find the ground. It, 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 it's hard to believe you can miss a 50 mile hole in the ground. Right. But, uh, when you get back wow. there in the National Forest, it's a maze. I mean, it literally yeah. there are roads everywhere. Mm. And uh, just to get to the trailhead is a journey of in itself. And it's not mm. a big parking area. I would say that probably you could fit maybe 15, 20 cars. The National Park Service only lets two groups a day go down there. So it, it's really? a tight trip. Yeah, it, but it's epic. It's a, And yes, you do have to bring rope and carabiners on that trip. Wow, okay. Gotcha. That's interesting. Packing lots of bling. Lots of bling's okay yeah. on that one. It's good. <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> Approved yeah. bling. Well, you guys Approved are more bling. welcome. <laughs> you want to, if you ever want to do the trip with us, man, we'd love to take you down there. Yeah. We are fun. I'm not going to lie. We are fun. Me more than Carl, <laughs> but we are fun. Derek's also very humble, too. He's been very humble. <laughs> I'm just going to call it like it is. Carl's going to get sore shoulders and heels after about 12 miles. So I, I'm thinking it's comedy hour, any hour, when you guys are out on the trail together. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. It comes and goes. It comes and goes. It comes and goes. <laughs> uh, we really appreciate you guys, uh, yeah. you know, uh, recording a podcast with us and letting us be on your show. And Absolutely. And, uh, you guys on our show. And we really, really super appreciate you guys reaching out. Um, would love to go out with you guys anytime that you're available. Uh, would just love to hang out. Um, yeah, likewise. We really super appreciate it. This was great. Yeah, A-plus a for this um kind of co-podcasting this is yeah you guys are a lot of fun so thanks for thanks for carving out the time to do this really appreciate it yes absolutely thanks you guys all right we'll talk to you guys soon good luck okay all right you guys thank you so much for listening and special thanks to carl and Derek for joining us and being such good stewards of our backpacking community it's our backpacking community that makes up why we trust the trail if you enjoy this podcast please post a comment on itunes or reviewed on Apple Podcasts and help spread the word about our podcast or any 
of the other favorite podcatchers. Shoutouts to our lovely and amazing Facebook members and special thanks to our patrons, John Phillips, Rick Hornick, Jerry Shirley, Gary Brusa, Suzanne Johnson, Brad Wolf, Helene, Mike Pellet, Jacqueline, Danny Bowen, Jack Masters, Amy Tappendorf, Jeff Nyman, Kathy Kinnison, and our newest patrons, Bob Esser and Matthew Creecroft. Bob, thank you for your special uh, message this week. I uh, really super appreciate that. Patreon is a secure platform that lets you support your favorite podcast. All you need to do is create an account and go to Trust the Trail Podcast and as little as $2 a month, get special benefits for exclusive content. Our podcasts are available on any of your favorite podca- podcatchers. If we're not on one, let us know. We'll get on that podcatcher for you. You can also follow us on Instagram, Trust the Trail, and our Trust the Trail Facebook page. Remember, the trail does give you everything you're looking for and you need. So trust the trail, you guys. Bye.